Welcome to Central Baptist Church's Sermon Podcast. This program features the preaching and teaching of Corey Ramirez, the pastor of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. In God's Word, you will find the encouragement needed for today. And now, here is Pastor Ramirez. This morning, we're going to look at this passage and consider the, the limitations that we're here and how we can, what we can learn from this. As far as uh, faith, when I read through the scriptures, I, I like the passages that we get to when we talk about, you know, chapter 11 of Hebrews is the chapter of faith. Uh, you have all the examples of those that put their faith in the Lord and trusted God. And, and when I read through that, I like to obviously see if I can relate. How about you? I like to think that I have strong faith at times and I put my trust in the Lord. Uh, but then I get to passages like this and I'm humbled because I realize there are times my, my faith is weak. And there are times where I believe I do limit God because of a lack of faith. I just don't fully trust Him in some areas. And when I don't fully trust Him, obviously, that limits His work uh, in my life. And maybe some of you have felt that way before. And this morning, we're going to see how that's what happened with these people here. Uh, the, the work of God was limited because of their lack of faith. Now, uh, before we get into this, what is faith? What is faith? Uh, the word faith it simply means to trust. And when you apply it to the scriptures, it's to trust in God. That's what we find. That's what faith is. Uh, some have described this uh, faith this way. You, know, you take the letters. Uh, faith, forsaking all in trusting Him. I've heard others put it different ways, but that's one example of faith described, forsaking all in trusting Him. Or maybe you're like me and you like the old farmer's description. Uh, faith is putting all your eggs in one basket. That's what faith is. Uh, everything. J- just trust Fully trusting in God. And this morning, that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, faith. And we're going to look at a lack of faith. What we call unbelief. So, Matthew chapter 13. We've read the passage there. Let me uh, share with you the, the thoughts here as far as what we're going to talk about. First, we're going to talk about the hearts that were closed. That's the problem here. Their hearts were closed to God. And because their heart hearts were closed... That limited God's power in their life. And that will be our second point. We're going to talk about the hands of Christ being being bound. He couldn't work. Not because he had a lack of power, but because there was a lack of faith amongst the people. And so that limited his work in the area and in the land. And then we're going to finish by talking about the hope. Their hopes were gone. That, that was the result of their lack of faith is it prevented them from being blessed. And so we were going to talk about that this morning. Let's talk first about the, the hearts that were closed. Um, we're in uh, Matthew chapter 13 is what the first passage I've read. Also Mark chapter 6 has the account as well. And I may refer to that uh, as we go through this. But let me go to Matthew 13 and verse 58. I'll read it again. It says, And he did not many mighty works there uh, because of their unbelief. Because of their unbelief. I want to start first by talking about the mistaken conclusions that they came to. Uh, this takes us back a little bit uh, in this passage. Uh, verse 54 tells us that he went into his own country and he taught them in their synagogues, and insomuch that they were astonished. They, they, they were just amazed at his teachings. Uh, and it says, Once had this man this wisdom and these mighty works. Now, let me point out, Christ had already been teaching for a period of time. Alright, he'd already been teaching, he'd already made it known who he was, and he'd already performed several miracles, many miracles actually up to this point. And so there was already evidence out there that he was the Son of God. We find here that they struggle to believe that. Uh, You could call it their prejudices or perhaps their expectations 
Uh, whatever it was, it hindered their faith. And both those can hinder our faith as well. We can have prejudices or we can have some expectations and when they're not met, uh, our faith will be weakened and struggle. And so what we find here is they, they didn't believe Jesus was Christ is what it came down to. They struggled with that. They struggled to put that together. Uh, now that means the Savior, the Son of God, the Messiah. They, they just didn't see Him for who He was or didn't believe uh, in who He was. And so uh, as far as that goes... We find that they may have thought he was a good man. I hear that today sometimes. People say, well, Jesus was a good man, uh, but he's not the Son of God. Uh, the problem I have with that is he claimed to be the Son of God. Uh, so if he's a good man, he shouldn't be making those claims. You see, he is the Son of God. They just didn't believe it. They just didn't put it together at this moment. Uh, also, maybe they thought he was a little off. Uh, we do get that indication here, and even in the other passage, that they thought, ah, he's just, he's not. At one point, they even tried to bring him back home because of what he was teaching. His family did. Uh, so maybe they thought he was a little off, and because of this, it closed their hearts to God. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning, and as far as making this practical. Uh, what do you think of Jesus Christ? What do you think of Jesus Christ this morning? If you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, and as God's Son, He is able to do, well, all that He claims, and able to do all things, being the Son of God, then your faith is going to be strong. Because your faith is going to rest in Him. You're going to trust Him. And you're going to believe on Him. You see, that's where strong faith comes from. You're going to have an open heart to God, because you believe who He is and what He can do. Now, the opposite is true, too. If you're not sure, maybe due to doubts or even circumstances can sometimes create some doubts in our heart. Selfishness can do it. Uh, also, just sin in general can create some problems in our heart. Then what will happen is our, our faith will be weak. And we'll have what I would call a closed heart to God because of those doubts that have crept in. Because of the circumstances that we're looking at instead of looking to the Lord and trusting in Him. Uh, you know, an example of this is, uh, you know, you see a bottle. You know, you can seal a bottle. You can close a bottle. Uh, I've seen people do it. Maybe you've seen it or you've read about it where they seal the bottle and they throw it in the, the water. Uh, now, if you throw it in the ocean, it could be out there for years. They find them. But, but it'll just float. And that's because nothing comes in. Well, that's how our heart can get if we're not careful. We can close it to, to God, to Christ. And in a sense, like a bottle, we just float through this world. Even as a Christian, we can close our heart to God because of whether it's fears or, or other things that are in our life. And we don't allow Him to work because of that closed heart. So that's the first thought here as far as their mistaken conclusion. That led them to close their heart. But here's the other one. I, I put misplaced faith here. Uh, you know, we talk about faith. Faith is simply believing uh, everyone has faith of some sort. We, we all have faith. Even those that are completely against God or against Jesus Christ, they, they have faith of some sort as far as a general term. They don't have faith in God, obviously, or faith in Christ, but they do have faith. They, 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 they're believing in something. Uh, you know, everyone has faith at some point. Let me just give you an illustration. Uh, have you ever flown in a plane that you were not the pilot? Uh, then you have faith. You had faith in the pilot. Even if you didn't know that person, you put your faith in them as what it is. You trusted them with your life. Uh, if you drove this morning, now if you didn't drive, you trusted who you rode with. But even if you drove, you trusted whoever's coming the other way is going to stay on their side. 
You know, that's just faith. You're, you're trusting. And life in general, we act by faith all the time. We have faith. We, we trust either people or, or things that people have made or set up. We just have what we would call just a life of faith. We want to bring this to faith in Christ, though, because that's what's important is putting our faith in the Lord. And one thing is certain, they did not do that. They, they struggled with this. They didn't put their faith in Christ. We're not told all the details why, but I'll give you a couple of reasons. Uh, maybe it was just due to what we would call religion. Uh, you know, a lot of people are religious. In other words, they, they try to do the right thing, but they're not putting their faith in Christ. It's just being religious, trying to go through the motions, go to church and do the right thing, try to be good. But they're not looking to Christ, whether it's for salvation or just even after being saved for, for strength and for living. Uh, another thing is uh, some people just trust themselves. We can do that too. We can look within and just trust ourselves with everything. And maybe that was the, the situation here. Maybe they just were trusting in what they thought was right instead of looking to Christ. Uh, either way, here's the result. A result is a closed heart. A closed heart. Uh, basically a decision not to believe. And that's what they had. They, had, they, they made a decision they just weren't going to believe in Christ. Uh, here's a, the question. Where's your faith placed this morning? Where's your faith uh, Ephesians chapter 2. I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Ephesians chapter 2. And if you're taking notes, I'm reading verses 8 and 9 this morning of Ephesians. He says here, Not of works, lest any man... Or excuse me, verse 8. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. But you'll notice in verse 8, it says, For by grace are you saved. What's that? Through faith. Through faith. Now, grace, it's God's grace that saves us. But it's the channel of faith that God works through, is what we find here. It's through faith, through believing. See, the gift of God, Jesus Christ, has been sent. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. But what's it say? Whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Trust. Receiving Christ as your Savior. Believing. That's, that's the element of faith. And we are saved through faith. Here this morning, I hope and pray that you are saved. That you have received Christ as your Savior. That you have believed on Him in your heart. And that that faith is there. Uh, you see, if you have misplaced faith then you'll have no relationship with Christ when it comes to salvation. What I mean by that is if you're putting your faith in church attendance or church service or baptism or anything else, then that's misplaced faith. You're not putting your faith in Jesus Christ. And that's where salvation is. It's in Christ. It's not in a pastor. It's not in a church. It's not in a denomination of any kind. It's in Christ. And this morning, I hope and pray you have your faith in Jesus Christ. If not, that can be settled today. You can believe on Christ and be saved. Uh, also, uh, let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. Let me point this out to those that are saved. You know, after we're saved, uh, the Bible tells us that the just shall live by faith. That's Hebrews 10. Uh, and that leads into Hebrews 11, which is the chapter of faith. But after someone has accepted Christ and believed on Christ as their Savior then we have a new life, and we're to live that life by faith, trusting in the Lord. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him, for he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. 
Notice that verse, without faith, it's impossible to please God. We can't please God without faith. Think about what our passage says. You have a group of people who did not believe a lack of faith. They didn't please God. That lack of faith got in the way of their blessings. And it hindered God's work. And so that's what we want to do. We want to make sure our faith is not only placed correctly, but it's active. Active faith. We are actively trusting God with decisions, with direction, uh, with life in general. We're trusting God to work things out. Uh, you may run into something, you may have ran into something this weekend that you can't either figure out or work out yourself. That's when you trust God is going to work it out. You give it to Him and wait upon Him. You may run into that tomorrow at work or some, someplace else this week where you run into a situation where you just can't figure it out or you can't work it out yourself. You trust the Lord will take care of those things. That's, that's active faith. Living by faith and trusting God. So to do that, we've got to make sure our heart is opened. It's not closed. It's open to God. And once that's open, then God can work in us and through us. And so that's the first point here. Make sure your heart is not closed. Make sure that you have your faith is strong. You believe in the Lord, obviously for salvation, but then afterwards as you walk with Him. Here's the second point this morning, and that's uh, the hands of Christ were bound. And I'm going to explain this, okay? Because this kind of sounds, you know, how can you bind Christ's hands? Well, let's go back to Matthew chapter 13 and verse 58 says, And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. And then in Mark chapter 6, I'm going to read what he says. It says there in verse 5, And he could there do no mighty works, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went around about the villages teaching. Someone pointed out once there's only two places in the Bible where the Lord marveled, Jesus Christ marveled. One was at a lack of faith right here. The other one later was when someone showed a great amount of faith. You see, God pays attention to our faith. And that's what interests Him, is our, our faith in Him, our belief. And so we find here that He could not do the work that He could have, is what we find. So let me give you two thoughts here. The first one is His presence amongst them. Okay, The presence of Christ amongst them. The Bible tells us that He was there. I've heard someone say this. I've read it in different locations. I've heard people say, you know, if I saw Jesus Christ, if I was there, I would believe. Uh, no, you probably wouldn't. Uh, because people were there and they didn't believe. And if you're not going to put your faith in Christ based upon what you have, then chances are you're not going to put it on uh, your faith in Christ if you actually see Him. Uh, and that's what happened here. See, He had already performed miracles, many of them. He had already performed several miracles. Uh, it even indicates that, that the miracles, that they knew of these miracles... Yet they chose not to believe. Uh, here's another question here, or another thought. If one miracle is not enough, a hundred is not going to be enough. You see, when it comes to belief, people are, if someone does not want to believe, they'll find a reason not to, is what it amounts to. They'll find an excuse not to believe. And I keep putting it off. Well, do, do another hundred. See, what happened here is they had a lack of faith, and they just did not believe in Christ. See, it was evident he was God's son. He'd already made that clear with his teachings and his works. So here's the thought I have for you this morning as far as the presence of Christ. Uh, You know, I do think God has obviously made his presence here on earth known. He sent his son. Isn't that a wonderful thought that Christ has walked this earth? You know, the same sun that shines down upon us, shone upon him. The same moon that we look upon at night is the same moon that he saw when he was down here on earth. 
You see, he walked this earth. He took on the form of a man. He lived and he died. See, that already has occurred. Christ has already taken care of that. Has already done that. That's something that we know uh, has taken place as far as the work of Christ, His presence. And He was present with them. Uh, this morning, Christ's among us. Right? If you're saved, He's with you. And I believe here, I hope everyone here is saved. But that being the case, that means Christ is in our presence this morning. Christ is here amongst us. And uh, that's another whole message in itself. Another thought there on, on the Christ with us and blessing us. But let me get back to this here as far as the presence of Christ. You know, um, unfortunately, He's present, but there's still a lack of faith at times. Even though He might be present in our life. What I mean by that is, you know, salvation obviously is an act of grace through faith. And once we're saved, I don't believe you lose your salvation. I believe the Bible teaches we didn't gain it ourselves to begin with. It's God who's given it to us and God who's going to keep us. But I do believe that we can struggle with faith as far as what we would call active faith and living faith. And that can hinder our relationship with God and hinder uh, the work in God or the work that God might do in our life. And what the thought here is faith is something that I can't give you. This church can't give you that. That's between you and God this morning. You know, there are times where, you know, we we want someone to believe. We want someone to to put their faith in God and just trust the Lord. But that's something they have to determine. That's something they have to decide. Uh, As far as how about saving faith? If someone is lost here this morning, uh, as I mentioned, Christ has already come into this world. He's already died for your sin. The work is finished. You just have to receive Believe on Christ. But I can't get you to that. I can direct you. But you have to do that with God from your heart. That's a decision you must make this morning. Uh, And after you're saved, if you're going to walk with the Lord, you have to live by faith. You know, the Bible does teach Christ will never forsake us nor leave us. He's always there. So we know He's there with us. We have to choose to abide with Him. And seek His wisdom or His direction. Or seek Him in all areas of our life. And then just trust Him, whether it's with decisions, uh, direction, or even with difficulties. We trust that God will work in our lives. So here's the thought for you. Circumstances may affect your faith. Okay, They may affect your faith, but they don't determine it. You have to choose if you're going to believe in the Lord. You have to choose if you're going to trust God with a matter or not. Uh, Because you can have a a difficult day and still put your faith in the Lord to, to get you through it. Or you can have a great day. Praise God. I hope you have a wonderful day tomorrow. And you can still put your faith as you go through that day. See, it's your decision. And I encourage you to trust God on a daily a daily basis. Put your faith in the Lord. Look to Him. And that's the, the third, uh, second point here under this is the power of Christ. This is what we want here. Okay? We want God to work in our hearts and in our lives. I don't know about you, but I want God to work in my family. I want God to work in this church. I want God to work around us. And this is what we have to make sure that we're doing, is that we're trusting and living by faith. Because that was the problem here. It tells us here, He did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Because of their unbelief. So, Jesus was limited in what He could do. Some were healed, but not all of them. Not because Jesus Christ is limited in power. I want to to make that very clear. It's not because he had a lack of power on that day. 
It was because of the principles that were in place were unmet. And let me explain that. You see, the miracles, you'll find miracles in the Bible that God has given. The miracles of Christ. Often they were attached with the element of faith. You see, I think sometimes if we're not careful, we can forget that God is not there just to grant our wishes. God is there to guide us and direct us. He's our God. He's our creator. He's our savior. And when we come to his works in our life, whether it's a miracle or direction or guidance, there's that spiritual side of things, that element of faith. That's how God has set it up. So the miracles were not only great works, but there were some spiritual teachings involved. There was faith involved. So that those that received those blessings also were encouraged spiritually within their hearts. It wasn't just like going down to the bank and getting money out or going somewhere and getting something. It was God working in our heart through this great miracle, through this great work. And that's what we find here. See, the principles were unmet. The faith was lacking. And because the faith was lacking, the work remained undone. Now think about the the miracles here, the great works of God as far as the work that, that was missing here. Only a few were healed. You know, there are other passages in the Bible that tell us that, that people from like the area brought in all the sick and all the wounded and all those that were hurting, and Christ healed them all. There are some passages that tell us that he went late into the night healing people. That didn't take place here, folks. That's the problem. They didn't believe. Oh, he would have healed all day long had they come to him, but they didn't go to him. There was a lack of faith. They just didn't believe that he either could do it or would do it. And so because that faith was missing, then they didn't seek his help. You know, the implication of this is that uh, Christ healed the few that did believe. But here's the implication. Imagine what he could have done had their faith been strong. That's the implication here. There was so much that they were missing out on. There was so much more he could have done, not only in that area, but in all those lives. But because they had a lack of faith, then the work remained undone. So here's my question for you this morning. Are are you limiting God's power in your life with a lack of faith? Here's one question. Is God willing to help you? I believe the answer is yes. I do believe God is willing to help anyone here this morning. I don't think God will turn anyone away from him that's that's seeking his help. So God is willing to help us. Uh, The next one, I guess, is is God able to help us? I think the answer to that is yes. Because God can do all things. Uh, You know, go back to Genesis 1.1. He's the creator of this world. If you believe in Genesis 1.1, truly believe it in your heart, the rest of it will fit into place. Because you believe, if you believe God can create, then you believe God can work in other areas as well. So, is God able to help you? Yes, He is. Well, here's the next question, I guess. Do you believe God will help you? That's what it comes down to. Do you believe He will help you? See, we know He wants to or is willing. We know He's able. But then this is the question of the heart. Do I believe it? And if I believe it, then am I asking? And am I seeking His help? So, we we must have faith. We must have faith. You see, God is ready to bless we just got to make sure we're ready to receive those blessings by faith, having our heart right with God. So this morning, just make sure you're not limiting God's power with unbelief. And this is something I think can happen, uh, well, I know in my life it's something i got to always examine because I always find areas where I, uh, I, I worry or I fret 
Or I think I'm taking things to God and, and I just hold on to them. And it's a lack of faith. So it's something I think all of us need to work on on a daily basis. We just got to work on putting faith in God and trusting in Him. So that leads me to my next one, which is our final thought, which is notice their hope for their cures were gone. This is the result of their unbelief. And this is where uh, we're going to draw it to a conclusion. We go back, it says here that he, he, he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. I wonder how many people were sick there that weren't healed that day. I wonder how many had sorrows that could have been turned into joy, but they weren't because of the lack of faith. Uh, what we find, the first thought is desolate lives, desolate lives. What did Jesus Christ do? Did he force himself upon them? Did he make them accept him and his great works? Say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give these to you anyway. No. The Bible tells us he moved on. He left. They didn't want his blessings, so he gave them to those who were looking for blessings. And their lives remained desolate without the blessings that God could have given You see, what we find is he went to those that had faith, the faithful, and he blessed them. It was not that God could not, it was not that God did not want to bless them. They didn't want the blessings. They didn't want to live by faith. They didn't accept them. And so God moved forward. You know, if you've closed your heart to the Lord in any way, basically you're on your own. That's the thought here. God's not going to force himself upon anybody. You must receive Him and open your heart. And the Bible tells us here, as far well, in salvation, as far as salvation is concerned, uh, if you're not going to accept Christ or receive Christ due to a lack of faith, then you're going to have to find your own way. And by the way, there's only one way to God, and that's through Jesus Christ. You say, well, Pastor, what's the other way? Well, the other way, what's it say in Romans 6.23? For the wages of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Something we must never forget. A payment for sin is required. A payment for sin is required. Christ made the payment. But if you choose to refuse and reject, then you're going to have to make the payment for your sin. See, someone has to make the payment. For the wages of sin is death. So those that refuse Christ for salvation, then they'll stand before God and they won't receive a, an unfair treatment. They'll receive a fair treatment because of their sin. There's sin before God. And that's what the Bible teaches. That's why Christ is so wonderful. He's made the payment for everyone. All those that believe will be saved. So hope hope and pray you're saved here this morning. You see, that's the reason why we should not only be saved, but encourage others to be saved, because there comes forgiveness and a pardon. The payment for sin will be made, and Christ will make it. So as far as salvation, make sure you're saved. But, But here's another thought. You know, Christians, I want to talk to those that are saved this morning. Uh, as far as faith and what this point here being desolate lives, you know, there comes times God may let us go ahead and live unto ourselves. He might let us do our own thing. Now, how far He lets us go, that, that's uh, only the Lord knows, because I believe if you're His child, He's going to discipline, and Bible talks about chastisement and bringing us back. But He may let us run a little bit. He did that with Jonah. He let him run away and then brought him back. He brought him back in a very difficult way, by the way. Uh, I'd rather just be brought back in a ship than in the, the belly of a whale. But see, God brought him back. And what we find as far as Christians, you know, God may let us 
live without Him for a little bit. But you're also going to live without His power. That's what's going to happen. Those blessings that could be yours uh, are not going to be yours. And, and when we live without Christ's power, it's easier to fall into sin. I'll, I'll just say that. The temptations, temptations of sin are always strong, by the way. They're always strong. No matter if you're walking with God or not walking with God. Temptations are, are difficult. That's why they're temptations. But when we are out of fellowship with God or not walking with God, and we don't have His power in our life, it's going to be so much easier just to fall, to stumble, to go the direction that we think is best and get ourselves into some trouble. And so that's what happens when we live without faith as Christians. When we don't live every day by faith, trusting in God, we can get ourselves into trouble. Also, when we're tested or tried, when you've got any trials in your life, uh, it'll be easier to quit without the power of God. It'll be easier just to, to be discouraged or, or to think, you know, what, what, what's it worth? Because there's not that encouragement that God can give. There's not that strength that God provides or that comfort when you're going through difficult times. So we want to make sure we have that, that we are living by faith and God's providing. And so that's the desolate lives, that they were on their own. And here's the last one. How about the discouraged lives? The discouraged lives. Because of unbelief, these people would have to continue in their misery. Uh, I think we did a series on miracles a while back during our Sunday school class. Uh, and we focused on all the miracles and all the blessings that people received. But we, this is the other side. How many of, of those in the land didn't receive the blessings because of their unbelief? And they had to continue in their misery. You see, their, their problems remain unsolved. There was no healing for the sick. Uh, there was no help with personal sorrows, creating any joy. They just had to continue on. Uh, their hopes were vanished, loved ones. That's what it comes down to. Their hopes were vanished. But it didn't have to be that way. That's the point here. It did not have to be that way. You see, they determined not to believe. It was a lack of faith. And that lack of faith led to the problems or, or the missed blessings. And this morning, that's, uh, I guess, the, the encouragement or the challenge to us is that God will bless us if we put our faith in Him, we trust Him. God will be there and God will guide and God will direct because Christ is there to help us, and Christ is there to give hope to all those that put their faith in Him. Let me uh, give you a thought here. You know, here's the picture of this of this situation. Have you ever seen a fog come over a land, uh, over a city? You know, sometimes in some cities it's a smog. Maybe you know they 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 got that smog over some of those big cities, and it just kind of settles over the city, or a fog will settle down. Well, here's what we have. There was a fog of unbelief that settled over this area. Just a fog of unbelief. And it quenched their faith. And it hurt the people. And this morning, I think that fog has settled over our nation. I really do. There's a lack of faith in God. Not a lack of faith. People are trusting all sorts of things. But there's a lack of faith in in Christ in our nation today. And that fog has just settled over our nation That fog has settled over our state, even many of our cities. Unfortunately, it's even settled over many of our churches. Just a lack of faith. A lack of of just trusting God and believing He's going to hear our prayers. Believing He's going to bless. Believing He's going to help us through our difficult times. It's even settled over some of our homes. There's just a lack of faith there. You know, the thoughts that come with this is, oh, we cannot do this. 
or God cannot do this, or God will not do this, or, or this cannot happen. You know, you begin to have those thoughts. That's a lack of faith. Because my Bible tells me that with God, all things are possible. Amen. And with Christ, we have strength. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You see, what we find is that faith needs to be there. So remove those thoughts. If you ever have those thoughts that, you know, I can't do this or God can't bless in this way, remove those thoughts. That's just that lack of faith that's tempting you to disbelieve. Remove those because God can do all things. And God can bless you in great ways. Uh, You know, let's think of it this way. I want to have those blessings in my life. Uh, I don't want to get to heaven and the Lord say, you know, there's so much you missed out on. So much I could have blessed you with. But you just didn't believe. I want to have those blessings today. I don't know about you. I want to have those blessings right now and see God work in, in our personal life, in our home, our church, even our city, and our nation. Let's just pray that God will work and God will bless. In closing, I'm going to close with an illustration. Uh, the story of a late missionary, Hudson Taylor. Uh, he was a missionary to China on his first trip to China. His very first trip, he was eager, he was excited. Uh, and they were sailing across, and as they were nearing the land, the, the wind died. The wind died. Now, if you're sailing in a ship, uh, I've never sailed in a ship that had the big masts and, uh, up there and uh, directed by the wind. But back then, that, that was important, to have that wind. And when that wind died, the, the ship was basically being taken by the current. And it just sat there. Well, uh, the problem was it was taking him into an island that had uh, all these sunken reefs there that they knew were there. So there was a threat that the, the ship would, of course, hit one of those uh, and began to sink. Well, the other problem was they all knew the island was inhabited by cannibals. That was the other problem. Uh, and Hudson Taylor wrote in his journal that they could even see people out there and starting to light fires, is the way he put it. Uh, and that's how he wrote it in his journal. Uh, so there were some issues there, and the captain of the ship uh, basically went and said, hey, there's nothing else we can do. And Hudson Taylor said, well, yes, there is. He said, there are four others, Just that's it, that's it. He said, on ship that are Christians. He said, we can talk to God. And the, pastor, or the, the captain said, well, go talk to God. And so they went down, they began to pray, and they did. They prayed for several hours. And then Hudson Taylor came up, up top, and he shared with the captain. He said, well, set the sails. Let's open them up so we can go forward. And, and the captain looked at him and said, there's no wind. And he said, I know, but we've asked God for it, and he's going to give it to us. Well, the captain set the sails, and not long after they were ready, a wind picked up, took them away from the island, and sailed them safely on into China. Hudson Taylor, in his journal, wrote, he said, I was taught right there the importance of faith. He said, I took it with me the rest of my life. Folks, that's the faith we need on a daily basis. We may not know how we're going to get through a day or how we're going to get through a problem or what God's going to do, but we know He can bless. Uh, We know He can bless our homes. We know He can bless our church. We know He can bless our nation. And let's just trust Him to do it. You've been listening to the preaching of Pastor Ramirez of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you would like more information about Pastor Ramirez or Central Baptist Church, please visit our website, centralbaptistchurch.org. Thank you for listening today. Be sure to join us again for another message from God's Word.